You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Our webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can listen to episodes or join in the off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme music is Better Nation by Curious Hands, which can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Submit and vote for stories at whatstherumpus.reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus? I'm Adrian Hannah. I'm Kyle Nice. And that's that's everyone. <laughs> it's a small party tonight, guys. It's a huge crowd. Uh, works for going well, post hurricane ish, I guess. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty tough there for for a bit. Our one of our data centers started on fire. Oh that's fun. Yeah. Uh, luckily it wasn't anywhere near any of our our machines, so yeah. uh we're safe, but uh, that could have gone uh, a lot worse than it did. <laughs> we uh, we still have people that are, are working from home uh, because they're uh, still affected by the the fire and whatnot. Yeah. So or not the fire the uh, the flooding in uh, oh in from uh, yeah okay yeah I know you guys were talking about that because you were you were calling it in because you had to walk walk two miles to a subway. Yeah, it was not very fun. Um, yeah, it was about oh, it's about a one point eight mile walk from uh, from where I live to the nearest uh, subway stop that isn't the uh, the Brooklyn Crosstown. So yeah. I had to. I was like, I was like, man, I could do this, and it was it actually worked. It wasn't bad. It's just that uh, you know, it just uh, not something I want to do every day, yeah, twice well, a day. So I uh, so I I walked to work or I walked to the subway stop a couple of days that week and I was like no nah, I'm not going to do this anymore <laughs> fuck this yeah so good times so first story this week <coughs> uh, the Razer Synapse 2.0 which is apparently some kind of fancy mouse with lots of bells and whistles yeah. uh, will not work un- unless you have uh, internet connected and uh, you are required to well there's software that to configure it and the software requires that you log in uh, which authenticates against some authentication server that they yeah. have and uh, if you don't have internet you can't log in which means you can't uh, set up any of the fancy settings on the mouse, which but means Adrian, but Adrian, you can use it as a plug and play. <laughs> yeah, but who pays eighty dollars for a plug and play mouse? Exactly. The shit is retarded. This well, was I, this was at, I, I read through this. It was uh, when you sent them out. I'm like, this you, you got to be shitting me. Going through, it's like there's got to be a workaround you can do. And they're like, yeah, no, fuck off. <laughs> I, <laughs> Yeah, it uh, um, and apparently they have some kind of spyware that's involved with their 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 software too. So it actually uses uh, some thing that sneakily installs itself and then monitors everything that you do on your computer for them. Yep. But they blanketly deny all of this, even though the, the where we got this from is a forum post, and the guy yeah. is going through and and pointing out each and each thing, and he's like, "Okay, this happened," and I double checked this with the computer. Oh, by the way, this is in the terms of service that allows them to legally do this kind of thing. And uh, basically, it, what it looks like is that the uh, the the company Razer, uh, R-A-Z-E-R, uh, yeah. is not a good company to deal with. So if you're going to buy a, a mouse, don't use them because they suck. 
Yeah, that's that's super shady and just kind of douchebagish. Yeah, I, uh, I I'm curious because I didn't actually see whether because um, I know that it says that they said that you can't use the or you can't change the settings mm-hmm. uh, without being connected to the internet. But I don't know if uh, it actually still if the mouse will work if you don't have the internet. Like like if you don't have the internet but you have all your settings plugged into them, the settings that you already had set still work or or not. I mean the 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 company says that it works, but the guy from what the guy was saying it. I, I couldn't really tell for sure if that actually worked or not. Reading through the dude's uh, the dude's statement, it, I think it came down to when uh, it would randomly drop if it didn't have like if it didn't have a network connection, it would randomly just call home and then switch to offline mode. Um, and that's so so it would you you could be just fucking doing whatever you're doing, and then randomly it drops into a standard plug and play until it can call home again. That's that's awful. Um, Absolutely terrible. <laughs> Oh yeah, it says it says that the software routinely, when it loses connection, it goes it tries to go into what they call offline mode. Uh, but uh, it looks like what they what it actually does is it crashes when it tries to go into offline mode, meaning that the the mouse just goes back to being a regular plug and play mouse. So shit. Yeah. This is terrible. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, first of all, I don't can't think of any possible use I would have for a mouse that has more than two or three buttons, anyways. Um, so I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a heavy gamer, though. I don't know about you. No, definitely not. Well, um, this, but these type of mice are super popular in the game because they they're they're cool. They have a lot of function and they're cheap. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, it looks like it can do stuff like macros and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. I mean, if if I were really big into gaming, that would be something that would be of interest to me. But since I'm not really, it just it's. Just and there's I I can't think of like five macros that I would just have in my mouse while surfing the web or doing my job. <laughs> I, <laughs> Oh, I can solve this ticket. Click this button. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I think it's. Um, I thought I was I, that I was fancy when I got a Bluetooth mouse and keyboard. I have issues with my Bluetooth mouse at work. It's kind of a pain in the ass. My mouse just like flakes the fuck out at work. And I just found out that if I take the side of my computer case off, it works perfectly now. I don't know who the fuck designed the case, but honestly. yeah. I, uh, I I never really wanted a Bluetooth mouse and keyboard uh, because it's like oh it takes batteries and I don't want to have to replace the batteries all the time and I finally broke down and did it it's like you know what I change the batteries once every few months it's not that big of a deal I might as no. well just deal with it I mean it's it's nice to be able to be able to pick up my keyboard and do this and just like here, put it on top of my head like that type I mean it's complete garbage because I can't touch type anyway so yeah but, uh, you know if I wanted to do that I could. All right, next story. How a Reddit rage comic saved a man's life. So uh, on the site reddit.com, which everybody that listens to this should be more than familiar with, um, there is a trend. Well, it's not really a trend, but there's an ongoing thing of people making rage comics, which is basically just making a little comic that is not very well drawn. You just basically draw stick figures explaining something. And uh, the webcomic in question was uh, uh, somebody drew a comic that was, uh, hey, my girlfriend broke up with me and she moved out 
and now three months later, I found a pregnancy test in the in the, the medicine cabinet. So let me try it out. So he pees on it, says, "Mother of God, I'm pregnant." And uh, then uh, his friend of his posted it on Reddit, and uh, somebody in the comments said, "Dude, you need to go see your doctor because uh, that can actually happen if you have testicular cancer." So the guy. Uh, when so the chick told it told her friend uh, um, that he had uh, that he should go check it out and he went and and I don't think there was any follow up really on it that whether or not he actually uh, uh, oh yeah so there was a follow up that said that he did have a small tumor and uh, so he's getting that taken care of and it's thankfully it's small enough that they can get rid of it fairly easily yeah. so uh, Reddit saved a man's life literally. Perhaps Reddit. Also, every story I've seen related to this has said, don't crowdsource your medical diagnoses. You should go and see a doctor if you have any concerns, which is probably the best advice you can get. Don't yep. trust Reddit. All right, so next story, Microsoft has shattered the language barrier. So the language barrier being the barrier between people who speak different languages and being able to communicate with each other. Um, and so far, the only thing we've found to, uh, to combat the language barrier is things like Google Translate or Babelfish, which uh, translates written word, and then you, you can copy and paste text in, and it'll do its best to translate it to what it should be. Uh, or sometimes you can put in web pages, and it'll translate the page itself. Uh, so Microsoft has developed a, uh, a new piece of software that's experimental right now, but it basically does uh, uh, translation uh, near nearly real time of spoken word. So all you have to do is just throw um you, or you just have to have a microphone that, that is hooked into the software and you start speaking and then very shortly thereafter in the video it was something like um it was like a, a fifteen to twenty second lag um between the actual speech and the, the translation. But uh it does a pretty good job of, of translating from what I understand. And on top of that, uh it does its best to match the voice of the person who originally spoke the, the uh the text. So it would it's supposed to sound as close to what you would sound like speaking that language as it can, which is awesome. Damn. Yeah. So they did the the demonstration they did was uh, was by uh, Rick Rashid, who is the uh, chief research officer at Microsoft, and uh, and it went from English uh, to Mandarin, and yeah, so uh, it's it's hard for 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 a lot of people to be able to determine how well it did because I mean it's a language that not a lot of American people speak so we look at it and go wow that thing totally translated but I don't know how accurate it is and um, yeah so it's using uh, these crazy uh, neural networks that have been all the rage over the last few years and by few years I mean like the last decade or so uh, to do to do the translation work and uh, this is pretty impressive. Um, although I think it it would be not cool if uh, if learning languages went away. I mean, it's it makes it great because then it's easy to use to to be able to talk to somebody. But I mean, yeah, where does that? <laughs> there's some benefit to be said about uh, um, being able to uh, learn a language. My name is Rufus, and that's the Trufus. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's some merit to this. I mean, like, you th- if you think about, like, business, like, uh, being able to go into a meeting with a bunch of people who don't speak the same languages and just have this thing that can translate as close to real time as possible, you can have a conversation between a bunch of people who don't speak, even remotely speak the same language. I mean, you could have 12 people that speak 12 different languages, and they could all have a, one conversation about whatever, and it would just I mean, it would be pretty awesome. Probably be a little confusing, but uh, yeah, it's going to put a lot of uh, translators at the UN out of out of a job. That's for Fuck sure. You. <laughs> You've been replaced by a computer. Welcome Sucks. to the club. Yeah, womp womp. <laughs> All right, next story. For the low, low price of $240, you too can own the Whiskey Advent Calendar. This is awesome. <laughs> So uh, what this is is, I mean, if for if you don't know what an advent calendar is, then you had a lousy childhood. But aside from that, uh, it's basically this thing, like a box or a tray of some kind that has like 24 little doors in it. And every day leading up to, to Christmas, you open one of those doors and you get a little prize. I mean, usually it's some cheap little piece of chocolate that tastes like yep. shit. But uh, other times you, people get more inventive and have other cool things in there and and uh, this company has decided to make it uh, with whiskey. So you open it up and you get a one-ounce sampler of different styles of whiskey for an entire month. So, yay Jesus. Whis- didn't didn't Jesus turn water into whiskey? It was water into wine, but it's close enough. Wasn't there that one time when you did it, though? Yeah, but nobody remembers it because everyone blacked out. <laughs> it's only legend now. Indeed. I totally want this thing. This is awesome. The downside to this is that I would I would not necessarily have the willpower to not drink all the whiskey at one time. <laughs> well, Which was no. my problem with Advent calendars uh, when I was a kid, too. <laughs> it, it reminds me of uh, um, Kingdom of Loathing. There's an Advent calendar in December, and every day you go and you punch a box out on the Advent calendar and you get a, a prize. But it doesn't... Uh, it, it saves them up if you don't go every day and punch one out. So you can just not play for the entirety of December and then at the end of December just go and punch all of them out and get all of your your prizes at once. I tend to do that because I just, I can't do one a day. It makes me sad. (laughs) All right. Next story. Amazon donates 2,000 Kindles to wounded veterans. Um... So yeah, uh, that that's basically it. The uh, Amazon is donating two thousand Kindles to soldiers and their families who have uh, been wounded, and uh, along with announcing that they were donating two thousand Kindles, there they also promised to hire at least twelve hundred veterans at their uh, fulfillment centers around the country. So yay, Amazon! So the the next story that uh, is really not topical at all, but uh, since we haven't done an episode in two weeks, um, New Jersey will let citizens displaced displaced by Hurricane Sandy vote by email or fax. Well, the election has already come and gone, and so this is kind of stale news, but uh, also kind of interesting. Um, actually, it's not as interesting as it sounds because uh, basically what what it, it ends up being is they said, yeah, you can vote by email or fax, 
fax, uh, or you can email or fax your local county clerk to get uh, a mail-in ballot sent to you, and that's all all it is. And so if you register, if you were registered in New Jersey, you could uh, send an email or fax uh, to verify your your identity, and uh, and the county clerk would send you a mail-in ballot that was guaranteed to get to wherever you got displaced to uh, by the time by the by the time of the uh, the election. Which is unfortunate because it would be really awesome to be able to vote in a way other than sitting down at a voting at a polling place and and, and voting in in that way. But I mean, email is kind of a lousy way to do that. You can all you can you can always just go back to uh, snail mail, just vote absentee. That's true, but it's not as fast as being able to just hop on a website and just say, "I vote for that guy." Oh no, I'm. It's <laughs> believe me, that'd be awesome to do. Um, I don't know if we're going to get there anytime soon. No, I. With the uh, the wonderful bureaucracy that is the uh, the government, I, I doubt we'll ever that we'll ever see it. No, but. Uh, yeah, it's um, it would be nice. It would be nice to be able to do that, it's especially since there are so many things. Like when you go to vote, like most of the time, most people only vote in big elections, like presidential elections and whatever. And you go go into vote, and you end up with a bunch of crap on there that you have you're not prepared to vote vote on because it's like, yeah. oh, vote on Proposition Fifty Seven. You're like, well, what the f is that? And unless they provide you with some kind of info sheet about all the different props that you're you're voting on you don't know what you're voting on it'd be nice to be able to sit at my computer and go oh well do i want to vote yes or no on prop 57 well let me look it up oh that's the one that says that that it's now legal to hunt cats in your neighborhood with shotguns well i'm for that (laughs) so let's vote yes on that but but you know you don't know when you're at the poll and it's completely you're completely dependent on what the uh the people running the polling place will give you as far as information on on what you're voting on so uh it'd just be nice to be able to google some stuff while you're doing that 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 would be super nice um you just getting that education out there cuz because I, I, I had to do all the research on the proposition stuff because they were popping up on Hulu. I'm like, what? Okay. God damn it. Fine. I'm going to go research this because the commercial is just like, Proposition 2 is dangerous. Don't trust it. The state's going to get you. Like, I, what is this? There needs to be a law against commercials... Yeah, political commercials that have no content. Yeah, if if I don't finish up with a, a commercial and not know what they're talking about, then that's a problem. Yeah, it's like like uh, uh there's the the whole um, GMO labels on foods, which was a thing in California, and because it was in California, and California is such a huge state, it it kind of got a lot of national news. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really care one way or the other on it because I didn't have to vote on it. So, uh, but I mean, it was like everything that I saw, you know, was like, didn't really talk about it. It was just like, oh, proposition, I don't even know what it was, but it's like proposition, blah, blah, blah. It's dangerous and you could die and blah, blah, blah. And you read it, you have to actually go and actively search out information about it in order to find out what they're actually talking about and why it's dangerous and or why it's not dangerous or whatever it is. And, you know, and, and they just need to put more information into that. And that was why a voting website would be handy, because then you could just hyperlink things. Would you like to know more? Why, yes. Yes, I would. Thank you. Thank you, Starship Troopers television thingy-mabob. I just watched that like two days ago. 
Would you like to know more? Why the only yeah. good bug is a dead bug. <laughs> Come on, citizen. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in like 10 years. I can still quote parts of it. Oh, no, this this was Starship Troopers 3. Oh, oh, well, <laughs> they made three of them? Yeah. Wow. Go whoever decided to make that book into a movie, I guess. Yeah. All right, so now for all of those of you who have been hating on Twitter for de- mysteriously deleting your tweets because of DMCA takedowns, which is uh, probably none of you, the uh, uh, Twitter, the Twitter, I'm what am I, an old man? Uh, Twitter has decided that they are no longer going to just uh, arbitrarily delete these tweets. Instead, they're going to replace them with a placeholder that says that the tweet has been taken down for because of a DMCA notice. So now if you go to the, if, if you, it's like, so if you send out a link, uh, for a tweet that you tweet out and then people click on it, if the tweet disappears, then it's just like, oh, 404 or page not found or whatever. And now you'll go to it and it'll say, oh, this tweet doesn't exist anymore because the, somebody is a butthole and DMCA'd the shit out of it. So I guess that's a little bit better now because then you can, instead of having dead links that you send out, your link still goes somewhere and then everyone goes, oh, somebody's being a butthole about this tweet. Jesus. When did Twitter get these DMCA violations? I have no idea. I didn't even know this was a thing uh, until I read this article, but it's apparently a thing that they receive... it says in the article. Give me one second to see if I can find this. Um, last year was 4,410 DMCA takedown notices. I don't know what... I'm clicking on the link to find out what this is. Give me the summary. It's a lot. Okay, so the DMCA takedown notices are involved with tweets that include links that go to uh, websites that contain copyrighted or pirated material. Uh, also movies, music, footage of cricket matches, and stolen photographs of various actresses in various states of undress. Although I don't see how that violates the DMCA, but that's neither here nor there. Apparently, if you link to something that somebody considers to be theirs, then you... Uh, get your tweets deleted, which is dumb. I mean, that's kind of free publicity. I mean, even though it's like, I, I, I guess I could see it for like movies. I mean, you're linking to a movie that's there illegally and they want to make their money off of it. But I mean, whatever. I mean, by you're just making yourself look bad by, by doing this. And now everyone's going to know that you're a giant douchehole for doing this. Yeah. So, yeah. And on the other side of the spectrum... Segway complete. CBS finally embraces Hulu, signs a licensing agreement for over 2,600 episodes. Yeah, yeah. So CBS, I I think, has been, like, the longest standing opponent of Hulu. And basically, they, up until now, have been like, no, we're not going to put any of our content on your site, and we think it's stupid, and we are actively pursuing getting it shut down, and now they're like, they've changed their tune, and they're like, meh, this, uh, this might actually be a good thing, so here, have a bunch of crap that uh, that we have in our warehouse and uh, also they're going to they haven't yet but they are going to start uh, throwing episodes of stuff on uh, regular Hulu instead of just Hulu Plus Uh, and it's going to be like new episodes of things that are rotated out like you know everything on Hulu is 
So, so you'll be able to watch newer shows through Hulu that are on CBS, which is yeah. kind of awesome. Which would be nice because that's <laughs> there's not there's not many, but there's a couple, and it's like, come on, guys. Yeah. Seriously. Well, from what I saw in the in the comments for this article on The Verge, uh, basically everybody is uh, excited because it means that The Big Bang Theory could potentially be coming to Hulu, which is that's, awesome. And that's really the only reason. <laughs> well, come yeah, on, man. Honestly. It's going to have all of the original Star Trek in The Twilight Zone and I Love Lucy. Oh, man. Which I'm sure are already available on Netflix. I know that Star Trek, the original series, is. I don't know about the other two, but it wouldn't surprise uh, me if they were. Twilight Zone is on Netflix because Derek used to, like, do play all for, like, seven hours and fall asleep. Ah, that sounds exciting. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good... I, I like the direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... When when Hulu first came out, I was really excited about it, and I used to watch as much as I could possibly watch on Hulu. I was the same way. I used to I used to uh, get TV shows through totally legitimate means, um, and then Hulu came out, and I basically stopped downloading TV through totally legitimate means um, and watching everything on Hulu or everything that I could on Hulu because I I was really excited about the service, even though it wasn't very good. I mean, there was like you'd, you'd, you'd end up seeing the exact same ad uh, six times during the during one TV show, or you would have no ad, and it's like, I'm sorry, who doesn't have a commercial for this break? Right, um, or there it would be constantly buffering, and that was actually a really big problem when I first moved to New York. Uh, was you'd sit to sit down to watch something on Hulu, and you'd you'd watch like a minute, and then you'd have to sit there and wait for it to buffer for a minute, and then you'd watch another minute, and so it would take you an hour to watch a two or a half hour long show, and uh, it just it was not ideal, and it got worse and worse, and then people started pulling out of their licensing with uh, with Hulu, so there was less. And less on Hulu, and it just got to a point where I went back to downloading TV shows through totally legitimate means. Yep. And uh, now that now that CBS is coming back, it, it might be that uh, Hulu is back on the upswing, and I might be more interested in using them to watch TV again. Yeah, I've pretty much stopped. Uh, so I've got the Apple TV. So I got I got Netflix and Hulu Plus, um, and I have completely just. Stopped uh, downloading TV shows from completely legitimate means, uh, and I'm not missing it that much. I actually go in and I just if the TV shows that uh, I, I follow that I can't stream anywhere, I just buy the series. You buy the season pack for like 35 bucks or whatever, right? And I have a local copy of it. It's it's I, it's it's easy. <laughs> it's actually it, it is easier than the old way I used to do things. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. All right, moving on. Uh, in Singapore, they have developed the first vertical farms and have uh, started commercially releasing the vegetables grown on those uh, farms. So basically, they have designed, they have these, I guess they're like warehouses or greenhouses of some sort, and they have uh, um, 38 tiers of uh, nine meter high towers that contain troughs full of vegetables that are grown, uh, I'm guessing 
something hydroponically, um, and each tower only requires uh, 60 watts of power in order to uh, maintain the vegetables grown within. And uh, they're saying that it uh, the artificial system is five to ten times more productive than a traditional farm and probably takes up uh, even less space than, than a farm, considering everything is, well, vertical. Yeah. Um, this is actually a really cool idea. This is something that, that I read about uh, a few years ago, and actually it's there was a project that I that I saw um, actually a few years ago that was a um, some company designed this way of, of doing hydroponic growing in uh, in your own house, and it was designed for apartment uh, for apartments in uh, in big cities like like New York. So basically, what you do is you build this construct and put it in your window, and then uh, um, um, all of these plants are growing through the uh, um, and right in front of your window, and and you get all of these you know vegetables and whatever. And then you know if you can convince other people in your apartment to uh, to do do the same thing, then everybody has this commune of of, of vegetables that they can trade around within the building. And what one of the, what the cool thing was about this project is it was completely self sustained. So it uh, it was solar powered. So since you're putting it in the window anyways because the vegetables need uh, the sunlight anyways. You've got this solar panel that then feed, uh, feeds energy into the system to be able to push the water through the hydroponics and and, and everything to get it all nice. working. And uh, it was completely self-sufficient which was really awesome. And it's just cool to see that this is becoming such a uh, uh, a commercial thing um, because traditionally uh, uh, Thailand uh or Singapore, I should say, has uh, only... It's, it's an island, so uh, they only grow like 7% of their own ve- vegetable matter, and then they import the rest because they just don't have the room to have farms to grow their own food, and now if they're growing everything vertically, um, then they can they can do more with it. Um, they currently have uh, 120 towers, and they plan to expand to 300 towers in 2013. Um, and they have increased the uh, their production to uh, by uh, 10%. So they're they're producing 17% of their own vegetables now, where they were formerly doing seven. Damn. So this is this is actually really really beneficial for these guys. This is pretty awesome. All right, so moving on, the FBI and Department of Homeland Security have come up with a list of uh, um, guidelines for how to tell if a terrorist is staying in your hotel. Um, the uh, it, it, this is this list is actually really funny. It's um, they have uh, things like uh, not providing pro- professional or personal details on hotel registration, uh, using payphones for outgoing calls instead of using the room telephone, uh, interesting internet cafes despite hotel internet availability, uh, uh, extended stays with little baggage or unpacked luggage. Uh, refusal of housekeeping services for extended periods, uh, use of cash for large transactions or a credit card in someone else's name, requests for specific rooms, floors, or other locations in the hotel. Basically, um, I read through this list and I thought, man, this is basically a list of things that a your average attendee at DEF CON does. So it's... Uh, <laughs> 
It's just funny because, like, the when the last time I was at DEFCON, it was like there was a guy who went to check into the hotel and went to pay with cash, and the, the lady at the front desk was like, well, we can't accept cash. You have to pay with a credit card. And he's like, I'm not paying with a credit card. And she was like, but, but you have to pay with a credit card. We don't accept cash. And he's like, you have to. You legally have to take cash. You can't refuse to take cash. It's legal tender. It's the currency of this country. You're required to take it. And she's like, we're not going to take your cash. And he was like, well, then you can cancel my reservation. I'm not staying here. And actually walked out of the hotel and found another, I'm guessing found another hotel elsewhere that would allow him to pay cash. But at, the, at that hotel was just like, no, we're not taking your cash. And he's like, fine, fuck you. You don't get my business. <laughs> And uh, it, it's uh, it's funny. Also, I mean, just I like literally line for line, I can go through this and 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 see and like remember somebody doing one of these things, each one of these things at, at DefCon. You know, like using an internet internet cafe instead of the regular hotel internet. Yeah, because they don't trust the people on the hotel internet, so they want to go use something that is probably a little bit more secure. Yeah. Um, request for specific rooms, floors, or other locations. Well, yeah you want to get a room maybe next to your friend so you go in and say I want this room and that guy says I want that room uh, which probably happens at any convention and not just the crazy demented paranoid hacker yeah convention. that happens at most yeah um Oh, well, there was another one. Oh, yeah, extended stays with little baggage or unpacked luggage. Come on, man. If you're going to a, any convention, I guarantee any convention, people are going to show up with uh, enough clothes to not smell completely foul for the entire time that they're there, and that's about it, and they're not going to change. They're not going to unpack because it's like, okay, I'm going to be here for a week or a weekend for this convention, and I'm going to spend most of my time at the convention. I'm only going to come back here to sleep for the minimum amount of time that I need to and then I'm going to go back out. Okay, so now the FBI and the DHS have decided that you're a terrorist because you go to uh, some kind of convention. Way to go. This is dumb. I'm just saying, this is dumb. What the hell? Non-compliance with other hotel policies. Yeah. Alright. Oh, Asia, you so crazy. Little Red Riding Hood's grandma, she is not. Russian granny kills attacking wolf with axe and bare hands. I, I read this article the other day. This, I, this is so crazy, okay? So, it, basically, it, this, this woman is... Uh, She's just this tiny little Russian woman that has, uh, there's a picture of her. She is, was out in the woods and got attacked by a wolf. And at first she wanted to just choke it to death. And then she's like, no, nah, that's cool. Grabs an ax and just lops its head off. It's, it's ax cops, grandma. <laughs> I mean, it just, it, I, I, it blows me away that, that, I, things are way different in that part of the or that part of the world. I don't think I don't think ninety percent of the people that exist in the U.S. would think that they'd be like, "Oh God, a wolf! I need to run away." And this chick is like, "Oh God, if I run, that wolf's going to kill me. I need to kill it first. So <laughs> I'm going to use my bare hands. No way! I think I'm going to use this axe instead. Crunch. <laughs> yeah, this." <sighs> She oh yeah and so she walked away with it with a an injury to her hand so her hand was bandaged and then she left the hospital and went home so yeah wow 
That's insane. Yes, indeed. All right, so that's the rumpus. not really true. Jesus turned water into whiskey.